You're listening to Awkward Situations with Ziggy and Jay Tross. Come on and join us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My man, Ziggy, man. What's happening, bro? What's happening happening today? What's happening today? Hey, man. Hey. It's been a nice week, man. Um, God is blessed, man. It, it's been a really nice week, you know. It's nice outside today, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sun is shining. You know, I started working on my garden uh, okay. several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I messed up on a couple things. I messed up on a couple things. So so, so this year I tried to do my own, own little seedling things. I started putting dirt in the, you know, little things and started my cucumbers and and they started growing, right? They were growing, mm-hmm. growing, growing in the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so they got to that height where it's time to transplant them over into the, you know, into my raised garden beds. But mm-hmm. man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that they come back alive. It's like I put them out there and they just like, just, just, I don't know. So I'm hoping they come, come back to life, but I got some strawberries out there. Okay. Um, I had the strawberries going for actually a couple been it's been at least 30 30 plus days and um got some swiss char out there they've been going because they like cold weather so i, I threw them yeah. out there but um I, i'll have some 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 different things out there man so I, I'll, I'll get the scale out if you want to come by and get some fruits and vegetables i put them on a the scale for you and we'll give you a nice deal on them uh we'll give, <laughs> we'll give you a podcast discount <laughs> Oh wow, wow, wow. Listen, listen. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but I tried to propagate some um some roses. Oh, did uh, you? Mother's Day, I got my wife some roses and I mm-hmm. one of them out and I tried, you know, I saw this thing on YouTube where you can cut them and, and propagate them yourself. So I'm trying that out. How's it working out so far? You seen anything? Uh, it's not working out so far, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. Let me tell you why it's not gonna work. And this is just what? me talking. This is not okay. it's not gonna work. Okay. Have you seen the prices of gasoline? Are you trying to say roses on strike too? Listen, roses are not cheap. I remember, I remember back in the day, you can buy a rose for a dollar. Yeah. Okay? And then on the side of the road, you can buy two roses for four dollars from the man on the side of the road. So that's a two dollar <laughs> each rose, right? Now you go in the store and you get three dollars. I mean, three roses for eleven dollars, and they not even nice looking roses. <laughs> So they have they have surgically changed the output of the rose. So you can no longer uh, uh, try to propagate, if you will, your own roses anymore. Well, so I'm what I would say do is give them roses back to your wife. Tell her you sorry they have almost died. Put her in some water and let that thing go back to life. Well, I only stole one of them, but uh, I cut up some of, some of the others. But uh, yeah. Just keep trying it, man. It, it'll work. I mean, but you know how roses work. I mean, they look like they're dying, but they then they come right back. Yeah, we're we, we going to see. I cut down a whole rose bush, dug it up, and that thing came back. You know, and I did. Like bigger that. and better. I had a rose bush that was looking rough, man. So I cut all the major um, branches off. And it was too deep for me to get to it. And so I, I was lazy one summer. Mm-hmm. So I just left a stump there. That stump came right And back. the next spring, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to dig you up till the summer because it's kind of cold out there. It came back. That sucker grew back. And now if you go out there and look, you can't even tell that thing was dying, man. 
Yeah, there's something about something about the rose bush, and uh, so I got I I planted I planted about four four rose bushes last fall mm-hmm. towards the end of you know got some discounts on some stuff, and they you know they were well close to dying, and mm-hmm. um, you know just planting them and everything. I went out there just recently, and you can see the rose buds beginning to pop out. Um, so yeah, so roses will 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 return. It's funny about how roses will return from your garden. But as soon as you buy roses from the store, from for your spouse or for loved ones or whatever the case may be, it, like three days later they're dead. Oh, and you supposed to put that powder in there, man. Man, that's crack. Forget that. That don't work. That stuff does not work. Oh, nah, it works for me. It works for me, man. I mean, look, the first thing I do, man. First of all, you can't let the stems go dry. Yeah, but how, how long is your? How long? I cut them a good four inches to make sure that I get back to where it's nice. And, and how green. long do they last? They, they last for me a good couple of weeks, man. Two, three weeks. Two, because three that weeks. stuff actually works. Okay. I'm, I'm you got to cut, cut those stems up. You got to cut at least a good three, four inches off those stems. Listen, when I don't put the stuff in there, those things, they they do well. They go a little bit. As soon as I put that stuff in, it's like they on crack. They blow up real big and then they, whoop, they die. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you have any of those grafted trees? Like um, this year, I want to get a couple of trees that they have plums and apples and, and, and peaches all on one tree. Oh, no, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the grafted yeah, yeah. trees, right. I actually went on YouTube and saw how they were, how, how that's done. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I plan to do a couple myself. Okay. You know, um, but uh, I'm just going to buy a couple of them just to. Just to see. Yeah, just to yeah. see. Cause I like fruits, and fruits cost an arm and a leg, not as much as gas. But yeah, well, you know. in on, in order for the fruit to get here, they got to come on a boat or 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 a truck that waits that uses gas. So I'm sure that that apple that was seventy five cents is now four twenty five for three apples. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So yeah, listen, man. Today's episode. Today's episode. Awkward situations. In television, now I know or our listeners, hmm? or with the television, or or with the television. Yeah, interesting. And yeah. so our listeners are listening now. And they're saying television, television. Listen, listen to our listeners. This is all Ziggy show today. This is all <laughs> Ziggy. Show. I ain't gonna leave me hanging like that. This, this is all right. Ziggy today because listen. My only awkward situation that I ever have ever encountered, I'm not going to say the only one, it's been, it's been quite a few, but um, I, I, can, I can remember, I can remember, I don't know if you remember um, back in the day, you know, being from the islands, I don't know if you all have it. So back in the day here in the United States, our, mm-hmm. our channels used to go off at a certain time. Yeah. And so and so it it would go off and right before it goes off, they would it's interesting how they ingrain your brain. So anyway, so at the end of the night, they'll play the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And it was I don't understand. I, I never really understand the theory behind it, but at the end of the night, national anthem would go on and then that'll be it. No more TV till you know six, seven o'clock the next morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so as time went on, you know, you you were accustomed to to that television. But I don't know if I really had I mean, I've had some times, you know, 
I had a time where I had the television on and I think I fell asleep um, watching a show. And um, like the next day I went to, this was in college. Mm-hmm. Next day I went to, to class and um, whatever took place in class, I can't remember how the conversation started, but the show that I had watched the night before I was acting like one of the characters from the show. <laughs> so, so, so I was saying some of the same lines that that character was saying in the show. Like people looking at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, "Yo, you know." Um, but yeah, yeah. So, I, I think that's happened to me quite a bit. Um, where you you try to you know you you're you're in class you're at work or whatever the case may be and there's something which is coming to your mind like well where did I hear that from like where did I see that you know what I mean so like you know quite quite awkward uh, in that in those situations so anyway well listen the first situation I'm gonna get with man is the one that everybody was talking about a month ago Chris Rock and Will Smith. <laughs> Listen, how as awkward as you can get. <laughs> and, and and to our listeners, we know you've heard this. Oh, you know, you've seen it on TikTok, you done seen it on Facebook, you done seen it on every social media platform. But Ziggy is actually right. I I and, and I didn't think about it until he just said it just now. How awkward is that situation? And in you know what I believe too, Ziggy, I believe this. It has been so awkward that now every stand-up comedian is not necessarily adding that to their show, but as soon as somebody moves in the audience, the first thing out of their mouth say, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that David Chappelle got attacked? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, awkward yeah. number two. Yeah, that's the crazy part about that one is, I mean, that's that's even I mean, that doesn't at at any point does that top what Will Smith did to Chris. Well, it does because homeboy had a knife. Well, no, no. What I mean by topic is, you know, there can only be one. Right. There can only be an originator. So Mm -hmm. this was more this was a more critical situation to me. This was this was something that, you know. None of it is caused for, but at the same time, I- I'm glad nothing happened to Dave Chappelle in that situation. Mm. But at the same time, let me tell you what's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the beat down he got. Yeah, right, 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 right. Dave Chappelle said to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> but I-, I think he handled that very well. I think he had. Yeah, that. yeah. I- I- let's go back to the Chris Rock one because I don't want us to 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 to, to, to you know to swoop past that one. I think that 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 Chris Rock handled. Um, in the best way that he could, yeah. that situation for that moment, because that could have turned out a whole different other way. And we've been talking about it from 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 a, from a African American male perspective. We've been talking about it, and we and we we always say this when things happen, like oh, this person has set us back, you know, twenty five years, or you know, this and this. And you know, I, I get that, I understand it, but then at the same time, I think that. Chris's composure pushed us back up. We yeah. got a, a, a net ad of 10 years, right? 
He yeah. took us back 25, but we got a net ad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he handled it um, in the best way that it. Because I mean, for me and my house, me personally, I I, I probably would have been at the same place Chris was because I, I would have been in a state of shock. I, I would have been in a state of shock, and I know you got a different perspective on this, Ziggy. I can see it in your in your eyes. I, are we the, the most most listeners already know how you like to go to the trunk, but. But no, I don't go to the trunk. I follow the people going to the trunk. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> nah, but, but listen, not, not, not. Look, I have a couple of black belts and a brown belt in Taekwondo, and you know, and I think I would have handled that a little differently. However, I'm not the first. I, I, I'm never the one to throw the first punch. You know, I'm never the one to throw the first punch. But I don't know how I would react to it. it has to. It, it has to be based on the mood I'm in that day. You know, if I'm in a jovial mood, you might get away with a little bit more than if I'm already hyped up. But um, I think that topic has been got has gotten a lot of attention. Let let me ask you about this. You know, Kramer from off of um, Seinfeld, right? Yes. That was another awkward situation. Yeah. You, are you talking about his when he did his stand up? Yeah, he was doing the stand up and he was being heckled by a black guy in the audience. Yes. And the black guy kept giving it to him, giving it to him, giving it to him. And Kramer from off of Seinfeld, who to me is one of the funniest people on Seinfeld, he used the N-word a few times, but he hasn't gotten any more play. Like, he hasn't gotten any more gigs. Like, they totally banished him because of that. And And, and my situation is this. Is the audience allowed to do that and then use the race card? Like, is that really fair to interrupt somebody from doing their job and then hit the race card because it didn't go the way you wanted? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. I think it's two sides there, right? I don't think you can use the race card at all in that situation and in any public situation like that. I don't think you can use the race card. But then on the flip side, I don't think. I know what you want to say because he's white. He can't use it anywhere well, at all. Well, see, and I'm not. I'm not going to even going to say that though. But I, yes, I'm going to say that. Yes, you don't. You don't. You don't. Quote unquote, have that right to use the N word. But then at the same time, right? At the same time, and this is what we discuss all the time. We say it all the time, right? If Dave Chappelle, if Chris Rock, if Jamie Fox, if mm -hmm. and I'm going to go through the list, right? Cat Williams, right? Mm -hmm. If if these these comedians uh, have a heckler heckler in the audience, but watch this: whether they are African American or Caucasian, the first thing gonna come out their mouth is the N word. Sit down. Right. <laughs> so no matter who what the color is on on the person, and I think it. I mean, we would have to go back and I think look at that footage. I think it's all in, I noticed, you know, I, I, I think it's all in how you present it. How, what, what was your, you were that mad that you had to use the N word? I heard, or, listen, I, I, I heard, I heard how it was. And, and the guy was giving him no mercy whatsoever. He couldn't even say two words and the guy kept messing him up. Like, you practice your set. You practice, 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 and you got an hour or half an hour to go through your set. You got your mindset all right, and you in the flow, and somebody just heckles you and just knocks you off track. 
off track. You get yourself back on track, and then they heckle you again. Like now you stalled. Yeah. You don't know where you. You can't remember where you are. Now your adrenaline is running. You're about to bomb. People gonna try and get their money back, and you're like, yo. This is crazy right here. Like, why can't this, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen that kid get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and eventually they just start swinging? Even though they're going to get a beat down, they just had enough. Right. And I think that's where he got. And I think that he should have gotten a pass because the dude was wrong. Right. But, but, and like I said, I would have to, because I, I remember it. But let me ask you this question, because you you probably saw most recent, you know, more recent than I saw it. Is at any point in that heckling was that audience member saying any racial slurs? No, he was not. So so that's where I can't give. But I can't remember. Pass. I can't remember whether he did, but I don't think he did. Yeah, but see, see, I can't give you a pass, right? You can come at me all the way you want to. That's just like the whole thing. You can talk about me, but as soon as you talk about my mama, it's on and popping. So I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, unless unless I didn't say something about your mama, mama's off limit. But if 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 I haven't thrown out a racial slur at you, and I'm heckling you, mm-hmm. as all comedians know in comedian school, you learn that in comedian schools that hey, listen, at some point, your you, if your stuff ain't right, it's gonna be like the Apollo. It's going to be like the Apollo. They're going to be sweeping you off the stage. Mm-hmm. It's how you come back from that that's going to make you a better person. So, yeah, yeah I can't yeah, yeah. necessarily give him a pass. I love Kramer. I think Kramer, I mean, he was the epitome of that. He made that show. That he made show. that show. He, he made, made that, show. that show. But I was kind of sad when it happened because yeah. I really liked him, you know, and yeah. I wanted to see more material. Yeah. But sometimes you can, I mean, that guy killed that man's career. And was it worth killing his career? I'm I'm not in agreement with that. I'm not at all. I'm not. You know I'm what I'm but he never, he never came back from it. He never, you're and right. That he never, is a waste of comedic talent. And, and it could be that he, and like you said, I mean, we, we look from the outside where we say that he got banished, but maybe he banished himself. He was like, you know what? I, you know. I, I need I need some help. I got some some issues. I got this temper, and it's gonna come out at any given time. And I've been working on it while I was on Seinfeld. It was helping me, but yeah. you know, so it could be anything. But I can't necessarily give you a pass um, with a racial slur um, if I did not, in my hostility, did not say anything that was racial. Okay. Well, let me throw this at you. I used to work with this guy in California, and he could not stand white people. And any time they came at him, he used to come at them with the racial slurs. Why is it okay for black people to throw the racial slurs? But as soon as a white person does it, all hell breaks loose. Well, I, I will tell you this. I, mean, I, I understand, but what I'm saying is we need to change our mentality because... We're saying that, okay, I can say stuff to you because we say you're privileged. But as soon as you say it to me, all of a sudden we got to cancel you. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do the other. You're racist. But black people can be equally as racist. Right. I don't I don't think that there is a I don't think that there is a um, there is nothing right 
about any racial slur. Okay. Whether it is from African American, Caucasian, Hispanic, Asian, it does not matter. A racial slur is a racial slur. So there is no pass given for any persons to spit out racial slurs, right? So but black people are quick to use them, well, but we well, don't expect anybody to use them on us. Well, see, that's the, that's I think that is the problem is, and I think in those situations is, if I'm quick to spit it out, especially with a group that I'm with, right? And I'm quick to spit it out. That same group in return is like, yo, you do it to us. So that's why I'm sitting here and it's in, and it's in all your songs. Mm-hmm. Every song. So, so what you telling me is when I'm around you, I can't sing the song all out. <laughs> you better you know what I'm saying? Because every, <laughs> every, every, every other song has the N word in it. So yeah, when I'm yeah. singing, just like if I'm singing, uh, 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 lift every voice and sing, you know, and I go through the whole song, whatever, whatever is the same way I'm going to sing this rap song. And if it has a, as a, a racial slur in it, now I got to mute myself. Yeah. So if I say this, and and you know, we walk. So if you're able to put it in a public domain, right? It's mm-hmm. it's on it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on you know, it's all on you know, music is all over the place. And you're telling me that now I don't have the right to sing the song either. No, you can Come sing on. the song, just not the whole song. You can what? sing about seventy five percent of the song. <laughs> so, 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 and I'm and I'm sure there's some other song, and some of our people might be able to tell us. Give give me a a a a, a non and I'm, I'm saying a non African American song that uses a we we're calling it the racial slur right but uses mm-hmm. a racial slur in their song that we that the same way that we do in our songs yeah it's not right and yeah. and 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 I'm not for sure if any of our Caucasian rappers uses the n-word in any of their songs or does eminem do it i mean i don't know no but the brown ones do the brown ones get a pass um i remember the, i remember when i was um teaching high school man I, I was teaching at this high school and this hispanic and this black guy they got into a verbal altercation and the Hispanic used the N-word. So I jumped back because normally when the N-word is used, a fight is going to ensue, right? Right. So I jumped back out of the way and nothing happened. So afterwards, I was, you know, uh, you know, later on, um, I asked a couple of students, I'm like, um, are Hispanics allowed to use the N-word? And they're like, yeah, around here they can because they're, they're minority also. But I knew another school that I worked at, if if they'd even if they'd even use the letter N to start a word, it would have broken out into a fight because that school was from the Wilmington side and they didn't play that. They didn't care. If you were non-black, you could not use the N-word. But over there in that section, you could use the N-word if you were brown, but I digress. We're supposed to be talking about uh, <laughs> right, right, right. we're supposed to be talking about TV moments. So let me talk. Let me tell you about this. Um, when you were growing up, you ever had a situation where you're supposed to be studying, but you're sneaking watching the TV real low down, 
and your mom's coming to the room and, and catch you watching TV when you're either supposed to be in bed, studying, or getting ready, and you're just sitting on the bed just watching TV. I think there was a couple of shows, uh-huh. um, and I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm remembering there was at least a couple shows that we were not supposed to watch. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. Number, I think one of them was Raw. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy oh, yeah. Raw, right? Yeah. right? And then I think the other one, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, the first one, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, I, I think I can remember, if not mistaken, I know at some point along the way, I was I was watching, you know, me and my sister, I believe, we watched Raw. I mean, mm-hmm. we were young and, you know, we was on... <laughs> Eddie, I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know we 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 watched we watched raw, and mm. the thing about it was the thing about it was is, uh, of course it was funny, but uh, but yeah it was it was awkward because not that we had not heard a cuss word before. Let's let's be real, right? It wasn't that we had, but I don't think we had heard cuss words. Like a, like a machine gun. <laughs> like it was bang, 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 bang. You know what I mean? It was hitting you from all angles oh, yeah. all the way around um, with, with, with Eddie Murphy. And then on, on Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, of course, there were other um, much scarier. Now, one movie we would not watch, you know, Exorcist? that was Exorcist. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we 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 wasn't going down that road. Exorcist and Nightmare on Elm Street was just like... Um, What's what's the funny one when they uh you know they make fun of the the scary movies? Was that scary oh, movie, right? Scary, yeah, movie, yeah, scary uh, movie like with um uh uh, uh the, the Wayne brothers, right? Yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah. So Marlon that, and that's how that's how uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Exorcist was. It was like two, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, this movie, you soon as you fall asleep, you know, but the Exorcist, that was real. I don't care what anybody says. You can tell me today, I'm sorry, that was some real stuff. Oh yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think any of them people are still living to this day. I could be wrong. It might be one living, but I look, I watched a documentary on that and they were saying some stuff. I'm not going to repeat it over on, on, on the airways, but uh the documentary said that some stuff happened on that while taping that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, another thing. All right, so on Sunday morning, well, first of all, when when I was about seven, eight years old, my teacher told my parents that I did not know my time stables. So every Sunday morning, I wanted to get up and go watch TV because most kids get up and watch TV Sunday morning. As soon as my mother heard me get up, brush my teeth, I'm coming out the door, heading to the television bed. And she was like, all right, let's hear the seven times table. <laughs> I'm like, man, oh, man. <laughs> and for me, I could the seven, eight, and nine were killers, man. Like, they they crucified me. For like three months straight, I couldn't watch any TV on Sunday because I could not get the seven, mm-hmm. the eights, and the nine times. It just would not stick, man. And, and and so that was horrible. Now, let me throw another one at you. Fast forward to my teenage years. So I'm 16, 17, and we used to go to like the video store to get um, movies and stuff, right? A lot of, depending on the age of our listeners, they may not know that concept. So I would get these movies, man, and be like horror movies. We like, um, you ever watch the movie Porky's? Yes. 
Okay, right. Yeah. So, um, so we we we're trying to get some movies that had some skin in it because you know teenagers they want to see some skin, and so you know my dad used to be gone a lot of times, but when he was home, we used to time the movies just right because he used to go to bed early. So we wanted to make sure that we watched the comedies early and then the R-rated ones later. And so, but it always happens. Like we'll be in a movie, the movie was dry, 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 like a piece of toast. As soon as my dad starts coming down the steps to come into the room, here comes some skin. And like without every single time, like it'll be the only sex scene in the whole entire show. <laughs> and it's when he walks into the room and he's like, again, this, every time I come downstairs, that's all y'all watching. Give me, the, <laughs> give me the video. Give me the video. I'm like, but it's the one time. And, he's, <laughs> and he could not understand that every time he came down was the one scene in the whole entire movie. So he would go back up. Nothing else for the next movie. <laughs> in the other movie. As soon as he gets to see here, he comes, he's like, and there it goes again. <laughs> Let me tell you, the reason why was he he previewed those movies already. So he already knew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen, so it got to the point where it happened so much. He was like, listen, I'm going to go. Next time you go to the video store, I'm going to go to the video store. Which I'm like, no, no, you can't go. He was like, no, nah, I'm going to go. So he so he goes with me and my brother, Rick. And uh, we're at the movie. I mean, we're at the video store. And he goes to the attendant. And he was like, I want to get a movie with no sex, no violence, and no no sex, no violence, no nudity. And the dude is like, well, there are documentaries over there. <laughs> There's some Disney stuff over there. <laughs> right? So, so my dad, he goes to a section and he grabs this movie. And I, look, I'm close to tears. Now I'm 16, 17 close to tears because he's trying to monitor what we watch, right? So he he got he gets his movie with no sex, no violence, no nudity. Comes back to the house and he was like, "Look, you you can actually enjoy movies when you don't have to worry about sex, violence, and nudity." Sit down and put the movie in. He and my brother are fast asleep. I'm sitting up here like my hair's all folded, watching this stupid movie. As boring as boring can be, man. And I was like, man, you could even stay up for the movie. Why, why I got to suffer to watch these type of movies and you don't even watch the movie that you bring. Right, right, right. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy, man. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, wow. So what other experiences have you had with uh, movies, man? Listen, Speaking on what you just said in reference to, you know, the, you know, as when you're young like that, you know, you want to see some skin. Back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, uh, when cable first came out, um, we only had so many channels, right? And of course, one of the channels was HBO. <gasps> but, but this is the crazy part. We didn't have, or were Cousin House, whatever, we didn't have HBO. Mm-hmm. But there was always that time where you turn to like the HBO and it'll be like um, it'll be like snow, 
Mm-hmm. You remember that? It'd be like snow, but you yeah, can see yeah. through the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was distorted. It was kind of shaped like a Z. <laughs> and I can remember me and my cousins or friends like, oh, man, look, look. We can see it. We can see it. <laughs> man, oh, man, look. That, that's crazy, man. Look, have you ever been in a situation where like back in the day, you 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 would set your VCR to record something, and somebody recorded over it before you got a chance to watch it. Oh man, that was the worst. You know, before DVR and all that kind of stuff. You like you said, you put that tape in there, and um, uh, and I think I think what it is though is I think I did that to my mom. Like <laughs> like I think back in the day, you know, our our, our you know especially our moms. Used to record like the stories, you know, the days of life, life, days of life, General life. Hospital, yeah. yeah, all those things. So they'll have it set to what two o'clock or three o'clock, whatever time it came on. And I think I recorded over her stuff, <laughs> and you know, she goes to watch it and she sees something I don't record it. But it's that's the I think that's the worst feeling. The worst feeling. No, there's one even worse than that. My brother. Now we used to be into the martial art movies um, from back in the day, like all the old Chinese movies, mm-hmm. the, um, the the Saw Brothers and all that. Yeah, yeah. When Jet Li first came out, my brother um, he he got me into Jet Li. Um, I came home on vacation one time. He got me into Jet Li. So he said, "Listen, I'm coming up in a couple of months. I'm going to bring you a couple of um, VHSs with Mark with with Jet Li movies under." Mm-hmm. So he got this one, and it was the best one. Like two of them were trashed. The third one, he put the third one on there. Now you remember back in the day, you could do the SP. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, the EXP. All right. Okay. So he did the EXP man, and so he had three movies on there. The last movie was the best one. I'm sitting down, and this one was called Jet Li: The Defender. And this one was awesome. I'm watching this thing, man. I'm watching, watching, watching. And five minutes from the end, it cuts out on the very last scene. Mm. Man, as awkward. I called him up and I cussed him out. I did not use religious words for nothing. I cussed that fool out, man. And, you know, it took me two years before I could find a movie to rent. Because it took a while for Jet Li to come to America, you know. Right. But we had him in the Caribbean. He was all through Asia. So it took a while. And then they changed the name of the movie to hit into America. So the one that I got was called The Bodyguard mm. from Beijing. Wow. And I think they changed it to The Defender or something like that. But they, they gave it a different name. So it took me a while before I, before I was there. And my brother thought it was funny. Remember last week, I told you what some of the stuff I used to do to my brother. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But so he got me back with that one because I had to wait two two and a half years before I could see the end of that particular movie, man. And so that was an awkward situation. I had my wife, my friends, and stuff. Actually, I hadn't gotten married then. It was so it was my girlfriend and my roommate, and right. I, you know we had it packed, man. And then bam, and it just stopped because <laughs> it was rewinding. <laughs> That was the worst. That let me tell you that 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 was some awkward stuff. When you when you watch a show so many or video so many times, and you know uh, you got to rewind it, and after you done watch it so many times, this is back back before VHS. That was the beta, more with the beta than the VHS, and that thing starts to come out. Oh wow! <laughs> the tape starts. 
and you trying to get that thing back together, man. Oh, that was a dime. That was a time. Yeah, I'm telling you, look, um, I've I've had a lot of awkward times with televisions, man. Um, I've had times where televisions are falling off the shelf because because the um, do you remember that Sony? It was the Sony. Um, what is that one? It was it was the first set of flat screens that came out. Okay. And it was like a 30, 40 inch, no, it was like a 30 inch television or something like that, or 40 inch, 35 inch maybe. But it was heavy. Mm-hmm. And when you got that composite wood um, entertainment system and you put it on there, it will bow in the middle. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden, one night you'd be sleeping and then you hear that thing fall over and you're like, oh man, I know it's broken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Um, those R-rated movies. Oh, I'll tell you this. You ever watch a movie with your parents and a section come on and they tell you to turn your head or they're like, oh, man, okay, um, we got to change the channel or awkward something like that because... My sister and I, we were, I mean, we were we were trained. We were trained. Um, and they, they knew the scene was coming. And we had our, they either going to tell us to cover our ears or cover our eyes. <laughs> and we were, I mean, literally, we were on it. They said, cover your ears. We like, cover your eyes and, and listen. And then they would tell us when we could take it, take them back down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the weirdest situation I had was when my daughter was grown, she was officially an adult. And we started to introduce her to some of the stuff, some of the movies we would watch. Mm-hmm. And a scene came on where my my wife would like turn your head, and my, my daughter would be like, you know, I'm over eighteen, right? Be like, yeah, but it's still weird to watch this with you. Just cover your head. Yeah. She's like, but really, I know about this. I'm like, yeah, but you're not supposed to just cover your head. <laughs> and it was even more weird watching it with my son. You know, cause, cause wow. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you go watch your own show. You know, I, I don't I don't want to watch this with you. Right, exactly. I'd rather watch violence with him than some love scene and stuff, you know, right. but um, it was just weird. And I know you're not at that point yet, but um, it was just weird watching certain things with my kids because it was just, it just made me uncomfortable as a parent. Right, and right. I know how my dad felt, you know, uh, when, I, when, when, when he came downstairs and saw something like that. He felt like that's all you ever watching. Nah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That was crazy, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Now, so does Erica like to watch TV in in the bedroom? Not necessarily. Nah, I, I like to watch TV more in the bedroom than she does. See, you see, I'm done with that because um, the next <laughs> house I get is going to have his own suite because my wife will put the TV on fall asleep and about 2 2 30 in the morning there's a gunfight <laughs> and i'm waking up i'm like what the hell is happening you know and, and it's the tv on and she's out there out to the world and i'm up and i'm sitting there like twiddling my thumb like now nah, i'm up you know so we've had many an argument about that to the point that i i told her the next house we get we're gonna have a separate room in the bedroom for that TV. I don't even want to see a TV <laughs> anywhere near that bed again. <laughs> you know, but yeah. most of the time she puts the timers on. 
Right. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. So what was your takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> what was your takeaway, man? Listen, listen. My takeaway today is there's several is several things because we 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 died, we we went on a we went on a different angle earlier in the show. Yeah, yeah. Until we get to now, but um, what one of my takeaways is this: comedy is comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't care which way you look at it, you know, from the TV perspective, from what we see from our seat to what we see on the stage. Um, comedians have a job. That's what they get paid for. That's what they do. They make people laugh. In some cases, they make people cry. Mm-hmm. We cannot we cannot get to a point where we are so frustrated with those who are paid to do their job to make you laugh to where you're so angry with them that you're taking out your frustration and may have nothing may not have anything to do with them at all but you make a scene a worldwide scene that is not good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a real takeaway there my second takeaway is this my second takeaway is this second takeaway was is this be careful what you watch on television especially around your parents <laughs> especially around your parents okay. they, are, they are watching they are listening and they're waiting in the wing for that part to come on. As Zinky said, his dad came down at every time he heard. But he saw something. something else. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. I'll back off of your first one, man. Look, listen. If you know that you're harnessing negative energy and you don't want anything to do with a comedian, don't go to their show. Don't listen to their show. And stop bothering people. How would you like if somebody showed up in your job and waited for you to mess up? I mean, think about it. That's their job. That's their likelihood. Somebody come to your job waiting for you to mess up. Are you that 100% on point to, to the point that if anybody showed up any given day, you would not mess up? If so, keep giving them a hard time because what goes around comes around. That's the first thing. Part two is this. TV has come a long way. You know, uh, some of the problems that we had, we don't have anymore. But uh, I listened to what uh, Jim Carrey said about the whole Will Smith situation. He said that situation will be around forever. Mm -hmm. That Kramer situation, a lot of people didn't see that. A lot of people didn't hear that. They just noticed that he disappeared. But that whole Will Smith thing, that was the point of everyone's conversation for a very long time. Yeah. Leave them comedians alone. Let them do their job. Don't sit on the first row if you got thin skin, man. Come on now. You sit on the front row thinking that nobody going to say nothing. That That's why my wife, every time we go to a comedy show, my wife sit close to the back. She, she's like, I don't want nobody t- talking about me. Give me a hard time, so I'm gonna sit in the back. So be, everybody knows be that front front row is all game. It's, it's mm-hmm. when you sit on the front row, no matter how much you pay for that ticket, if your stuff ain't right, we they they coming for you. Yeah, that's how that's how that's their icebreaker in the show. Yeah, and the comedian well, wearing something that you know you had no right wearing. I don't care where you are if you if you standing up if you stand out. Based on what everybody else is wearing, you walk in there with a lime green outfit or bright orange outfit, you know you're gonna be a target. Don't be upset when you get picked on. 
And every comedian knows, every comedian knows when they come out to do their their set, if if they feel like there's their 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 set is going in a bad direction or they feel like they need an icebreaker, they're looking at that front row. Mm-hmm. And they and, ref, and right before they say something, they're going to lead up to it. They'll mm-hmm. tell a story about something and then lead right into that person sitting <laughs> over there. You know, it's just the name of the game. That's how you do it. You go to the comedy show to get a laugh and you already know somebody on one of them rows. That's why nobody moves during a comedy show. Because as soon as you get up, <laughs> they talking about you. That's all I got, man. Hey, that was some good stuff, man. That's all I, I got. Listen, I just think America needs to chill out a little, man. Everybody's getting a little too uptight. You got too many things that people are upset about. Work on yourself, man. Work on just enjoying life and stop bringing everybody into your whirlwind of a world. You know, just if if you having that much turmoil and conflict, go in the go in the closet and do some retrospect, some some thinking, reflection, or something. But you don't have to bring everybody into your chaos because you're hurting. Find a way to deal with it. That's the one I'm going to say about that. Find a way. That's that's a good point to end on. Dr. Ziggy, listen, yeah. listen, this has been a good show, folks. This has been a good show. We added some laughter. We added a little tear, a little cry. But all in all, it's awkward situations right here, right now. It's been real. I'm your boy, Jay Tross, with my boy Ziggy. We out. Peace. Ha, 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 ha.